0: The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers.
1: Welcome to The Shepherd at Work, a weekly program to help you learn how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. Host Mark Goldstein introduces you to individuals
0: who are successfully and effectively engaging in marketplace ministry and gives you the tools you need to do the same. The Shepherd at Work is sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. Now, here's your host, Mark Goldstein.
2: And welcome to The Shepherd at Work, Mark Goldstein in the studio with Mike Gillen and one of my heroes, Mike. Oh, right. Oh, wow. And actually, you've interviewed him, Curt- Curtis yeah, Partridge. Yeah. And we were talking before we got started. What, what really excites me about Curtis is actually something I read in the Bible. And it is so important you see it in Second Kings, Second Chronicles, and Isaiah. It's a story of Hezekiah. Hezekiah was getting attacked by Sennacherib and the Assyrians. And it looked pretty desperate. Well, we read how God delivered them. But what we don't read about until page 25, you know, <laughs> past the fold, is that Hezekiah was sick. And to the point of death, he was going to die. God said, "Put your, through Isaiah, put your affairs in order because you're going to die. We know that he got 15 more years. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, through that, we got Manasseh. But, But the point is... <laughs> The point is he was walking wounded. He did his best work when uh, there was really a death sentence over him. So God mm. delivered him from, health-wise from his enemies, and all was good. So it brings us today to Curtis Partridge. You yeah. know, Curtis has an amazing story to tell. He's a fantastic, uh, godly Christian businessman, but dealing with a bit of a, a challenge. So with that— Curtis, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Mark. It's an honor to be here, and I'm a fan of the show, so I feel it's pretty cool to be here on the show with you. So thank well,
2: you. Wonderful. Now, Curtis, we say that you are gainfully employed. You yes. own a company with your wife, Maria. So tell everybody what you do to make a shekel.
1: So what we, my wife and I, started the company in January 2012. Uh, I had a background in IT. She brought a business background and various forms of multi-unit housing and things like that. And between the two of us, we put together a nice little company that does outsourced IT for other companies. And it's a little bit different because where a lot of times guys like me try and come in and replace the IT department, we supplement the IT department because there's such a shortage of IT people that we bring in hands and labor and on also some expertise that these guys are so busy, they don't have time to learn it themselves, and especially right now focused on security because that's mm-hmm. tan them out to everything at the moment. So that's what we do. Lotus Management Services comes in, supplements your IT department, and helps make it more streamlined. Gives your IT a guy, guy, an opportunity, or a or girl as well. That gives them an opportunity, your internal staff to take a break, focus on maybe projects you want to get done, things like that.
2: So what, what's the average size company you, you work with and maybe some of the top tier?
1: Top tier, um, you know, it, it, anybody that's got 25 or more computers is a good fit for us. Our biggest uh, client that we work with right now is somewhere in the thousand range. Um, and so that's, and they run the gamut from from the below 25 to, to big companies as well. so.
2: So the bottom line is, this isn't a mom and pop company working with the corner drugstore. No, we, now
1: we've been uh, uh, working with some large companies. We've, you know, we're fully insured, and you know, I think we have every kind of insurance you sh- can possibly have, <laughs> from cybersecurity and that kind of thing. And then we have a great team too. Our team is incredibly innovative, uh, service-minded, and and we really have worked hard to develop a good culture.
2: And I know of times where you've worked all day and hopped in the car and driven down to the Keys yes. to take care of a client down there.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we work throughout Florida and outside of Florida, we have clients, uh, Michigan, Kentucky, Georgia. Uh, we right now are onboarding a tractor dealership in Pennsylvania who got uh, hit by a hacker. So, well,
2: and I you know I see that more and more because you know you have some of these paid for security like LifeLock and things oh, like yes. that. Yep. And almost every day you're reading about somebody that got hacked.
1: Oh, it's all, it's, it, and the numbers have grown immensely. Um, I just read on, in CNBC's uh, website the other day uh, about this gentleman lost $120,000 while he's out Christmas shopping. So somebody had, had sent him a text message that his account was, having issues. Well, he's out Christmas shopping for his kids. He's a small business owner and he's, he's freaked out. He's like, I gotta get this Christmas shopping dust December 19th. And somebody had impersonated a chase employee and had tricked their way into getting his credentials, then tricked chase when they tried to look into it. And they were able to abs- abscond $120,000 out of his bank account and chase said, sorry, we're not liable.
2: That is amazing.
1: Yeah. So we're talking big money. I personally know somebody lost $45,000 in in a scheme.
2: That is rough.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: So how long have you had your company and how, and again, you work as husband and wife company. We do. Plus other employees. So it's you and Maria.
1: All of our kids, all four of our kids have worked at our company at some point, they all kind of went different directions, but, um, yeah, we, it's my wife and I and our team started in January, 2012. So we just, uh, celebrated, uh, an anniversary. So oh. 11th, 11th anniversary. So,
2: so yeah. now somewhere in between 2012 and now you were handed some bad, bad news. I was,
1: <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I was tired. I went to my doctor, I, you know, and I regularly went to doctor physical checkup every single year, went to my doctor. um, And I told him one day, I said, look, man, I'm, I'm just tired. This had to have been 2016, 2017. Well, I'm sorry, probably 2017. I said, look, I'm just tired. He actually said, let me see you again in six months. But he said, I gotta be honest. You probably are just working too hard. You got to take it easy. And in it burnout at the point where I was is not uncommon. Mm -hmm. I, I know I know of a young woman in the southeast side of town that operates a business that comes in and, and will manage your backyard garden for you. She's a former IT woman, a person that worked in IT. She just burned out. It's, so it's not uncommon. And, you know, and ultimately I knew I was going to work myself into a different kind of work anyway. So I said, eh, ah, we'll chalk it up to that. I'm just tired. So one Saturday, grandkids were in town we're hanging out. Went to a farmer's market by ten thirty. I was done. I had to sit down on a Saturday morning and said, "I got to take a break, guys." And then it, I was also a uh, worship producer at church, and I caught myself going upstairs to the lighting booth during setup and during rehearsals, and finding a chair and chilling out. I'm not a find a chair and chill out kind of guy. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because one of the my uh, you know teammates came up and, and caught me, you know, caught me sitting down. And I, I felt terrible, but I, I just couldn't help myself. Mm-hmm. Um, My wife's suggestion said, get a new doctor. I don't like your doctor. <laughs> so I go see this woman. She literally wanted to put me in a hospital. Long story short, several tests find out it's colorectal cancer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Stage three, ended up uh, having a, a chemo. Uh, they, they did chemo, then they did surgery. And then, um, we found out about four or five months after the surgery, the cancer had gotten free and gotten in the lymph nodes and ultimate lungs and the liver. And they progressed this once it's metastasized like that's considered stage four. So, so that's what we ended up stage four liver and lung cancer. I've had half a lung removed and, you know, it, it makes work challenging. Um, you know, and it's not just the cancer, but all the stuff that happens around cancer. A lot of people probably have no idea what chemo can do to you. But it's mm. it's it's an amazing medicine that also has some really nasty side effects. And that was in May 2018.
2: So here it is, uh, February
1: 2023. Where are you now? So right now, still uh, liver, they got that cleaned up. Um, there's some amazing new technology they've been able to use called um, Ablation, where they use uh, microwaves to, to treat those tumors, that's went fan- fantastically well. Um, the only place I'm still having persistent issues is the lungs. Mm-hmm. But other than that, everything's fine.
2: So when we come back from the break, uh, we want to share with our audience, I'd like for you to share with our audience, uh, what has gotten you through this and mm-hmm. tips for them or suggestions for anybody who's going through tough times like this how to not freeze, yes. but before we go to the break, um, when you learned what it was, it wasn't that you just weren't getting enough sleep. Right. And, and then going through this, what, where were you mentally? What were some of the thoughts going through your head when you got this, uh, diagnosis?
1: i tell you, I never really felt down. I never felt, um, um, like I was in a bad spot. I just, this was—it's just something I'm gonna have to to fight. Um, probably. This sounds terrible, but the worst thing I probably dealt with was the inconvenience. I thought, holy cow, this is gonna suck a lot of time up out of my week <laughs> between doctor visits and everything else. Um, that's what bothered me the most. Believe it or not, that's what irritated me the most—is the just dealing with the you know doctors. I you know I, I had to come around to that. To, to deal with that. So,
2: that, uh, you know, I, I just can't imagine. I know I go through stuff. We all go through stuff. Sure. And everybody's stuff is different. Mm-hmm. But, and we can never imagine what it would be like learning that. So, uh, Curtis, when we come back from the break, again, we're going to take a little time and see how we can help others. Yeah. That oh, are going absolutely. through the same that you're going through even now. Yep. So, We're with Curtis Partridge, Mike Gillen in the studio with me, and we will be back to The Shepherd at Work right after these messages.
0: If you're a Christian business person and you want to meet people who want to do business with you, you need to join the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. Why? Because the mission of the Christian Chamber is to build kingdom, business, and community. And it all starts with the Christian principle of building relationships. To learn more about the Christian Chamber and all the different ways you can get engaged with hundreds of other Central Florida Christian business people, visit cfchristianchamber.com or call 407-258-3578. Hey, this is Mike Gilland, Operations Manager at the Shepherd Radio Network, with a special invitation for you to join me daily, Monday through Friday, for my show, Afternoons with Mike. Our show is aired at 3.05 p.m. and replayed twice, first the same night at 9.05 p.m., then the next morning at 10.05 a.m. It's my privilege to have a wide variety of guests on my show, ranging from senators to pastors, celebrities to singers, and businessmen and women. The common thread to each episode is our goal to look at life through the lens of a biblical worldview. You can listen on air to any of the three shepherd stations in Florida. Plus, you can listen online at our homepage, theshepherdradio.com. Listen on demand to our podcast, available on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. All you have to do is use the search phrase, Afternoons with Mike. Ladies, do you want the men in your lives to be better husbands, fathers, and providers? Men, do you want all that and more? Christ-Led Communities has the answer. With men's Bible studies and group experiences, Christ-Led Communities has a curriculum that meets most every man's spiritual needs. Visit clchq.org to learn about your opportunities to grow in Christ in a Christ-Led community. The website again is clchq.org or 407-484-3899.
1: Once again, here's Mark Goldstein.
2: And we're back, Shepherd at Work, uh, today with Curtis Partridge. And uh, Curtis, before the break, uh, you shared with us that you learned that you had cancer in several places. Yeah. And uh, you still do. Mm -hmm. And uh, But what I'd like to do is what we want to do is share with the audience what you've learned. Uh, You know, we we learn, we never say, God, why, Mm -hmm. but what? What are you trying, you know, what do you want to show us through this? So what are some of the things you've learned and some of the things you can share to help others that may not be going through the exact thing you're going through, but are going through tough times for them that is equal to what you're going through?
1: So, you know, I was, I, for many years I was in the word, um, you know, pretty consistently just about every day. Um, so that's never changed. Um, I have to say, though, I pray a lot differently now. It's more conversational than probably it used to be, because I've had some pretty serious talks with God about, not why, but what are you trying to show from this? What am I supposed to take from this? What am I supposed to do with it? That That's it. What It's almost like a tool. You give me a tool, what do I do with this tool, and how do I help others with it, or whatever it is you're looking for in this. Um, a friend of mine walked up to me, I wouldn't even say a friend, just to... Kind of an acquaintance, we had met at a men's Bible study a couple times. He came up to me and said, Can I get your email address? I'm gonna send you a list. And it was a list of verses that are prayers. Hmm. And 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 I keep that right on my desktop of my computer, and I've got it backed up, and, and I frequently tap into that list. That you know that's a big help too. Um well let me ask this. Yeah, when
2: you're asking God, what do you want me to show me for this? What are some of the things he's answered you with or that he's told you?
1: Why? I, I think a lot of it is to try and inspire people to keep digging. Just keep, have something in front of you that you're striving for, for mm. some reason that keeps you motivated, keeps you moving. I was inspired to that by a gentleman, um, I had attended a conference, an IT conference, but I could not go in person. I had to do it um, virtually. Mm-hmm. And he got up on the stage, and I, I can tell. I can see when people are not well. And, and he said, look, you know, I'm not in control of anything, really. But he said, I, I can control what I'm doing and how I'm reacting to things, and I just keep plugging ahead and pushing ahead. And, and that was important. I, you know, for me, I'm, I'm right now working on at my age, it's odd to go get another certification in it and especially somebody who's not doing well, but I am pushing myself towards, um, getting one last, I call it the last certification. And then, um, I'm also, I can't legally fly an airplane, but I can still work on ground school. I can still use a simulator. So I do that as well because I was pursuing my pilot's license. Even though I can't get up in an airplane and fly because, you know, I can't pass the medical, I'll still pursue the hobby as best I can. Um, I just try and stay active. I don't. I don't sit back and, you know, fire up Netflix. I do. I love Netflix, but I don't sit. You know, I don't replace my entire life with just, you know, sitting and feeling sorry for myself. I, I keep no. You know. One of the things that my wife and I are trying to do, Maria and I are trying to do, is trying to keep have a ticket for something. You know, yeah. we we have plans to go this weekend to the to the rodeo. Had a great time. Uh, we're going to see uh, uh God and Country. You know, in concert here in March. Always have something out in front of you to keep you motivated, moving forward, and feeling good. Um, allow yourself to rest. Mm. Yeah.
2: Which, actually, that leads into another question I was going to ask. Uh, self-care. Yes. Um, you are a busy, busy man. You work mm-hmm. with a lot of clients and a lot of critical things. Um, where it's very easy to where somebody calls and they go, I've got a problem. you got to take care of it. So how do you balance taking care of yourself and doing, doing your job?
1: So a lot of it, it, for one of the things it taught me was depending on others and trusting others. So I hand a lot of things to our young team that I know a lot of my counterparts wouldn't necessarily do that. Now I trust and I verify, you know, I, I, I follow up with them. How did that turn out? Um, You know, I I say, Hey, take a lot of notes so I can kind of see what, what, how that played out. Um, So I do keep an eye on things, but they're that first line of defense and I trust them. And I've developed them within the culture of our company to do that. And one thing I wanted to mention before I forget, my wife, Maria, has been an unbelievable inspiration. She tells me, you know, hey, you got to take it easy. She doesn't mind when I take it easy because she knows I have Mm -hmm. to. And then also, too, she, you know, sometimes kicks my butt says, come on, let's get this, you know, call the doctor, follow up, take care of this, So. So how much of your personal
2: uh, challenges do your clients know?
1: I, I don't share a lot um you know clients are like almost like friends you have certain friends that are really close. We've had clients uh, some of our longest clients have been with us for with me 20 years because they have followed me from one company to another and in that case you know they know. Uh, it, it's not a secret with them. Um, you know, I don't, I just, I don't talk about it a lot. I think that's probably another part of the self-care. I don't dwell on it. Uh, it's just something that's, you know, it's there. And um, I don't spend a lot of time thinking or talking about it, but I do. Um, you know, there are some, I, I, a gentleman called me, he's a vice president of operations for a large company. Uh called me one day and said, I, I can I get you to reset my password? I got to log in. I have got all these issues I got to deal with. I'm, I'm in the hospital waiting room. My wife's not doing well.
0: Mm.
1: So we ended up praying for one another and I opened up to him a little bit and told him what I was dealing with. And ultimately we've talked more. Uh, his wife's now doing fine, but uh, occasionally he will just text me and say, Hey, I'm praying for you. Or, Can mm-hmm. I call and pray for you? And so we get, I, I have that level of engagement with some of our clients um, they're almost like family. We keep clients a very long time. Um, and there's others that have no clue. They have no idea, you know, because I just don't have that type of, that level of a relationship with them. So
2: so it's said that you hope for the best and plan for the worst. Yes. So do you and Maria have a what-if strategy?
1: We do. So we've built a business that's not centered around a personality. So it's systems of process and culture. So, I, me not being there, I can take days off, and they don't miss me. um the other thing that we, we keep in mind is that we are in a great place. We're in Florida, Orlando. people want to move here they want to expand here. all she'd have to do is call any of a couple of companies and they would do it they'd take they'd snatch us up in a heartbeat.
2: I'm sure there's companies that would like to snatch you up period. <laughs> We have a couple minutes or so Mm -hmm. left, and uh, I just want to turn the time over to you, Curtis, and talk to our audience, because I know there's people out there that are going through things as emotionally and physically as challenging as what you're dealing with. Speak to them uh, and give them a word of encouragement.
1: I, I think some of the things you can do, there are groups out there you can get help. I, I never engaged with those, but I did engage with people one-on-one. If you ask your care provider, a lot of times they have a list of people that have been through what you're facing because a lot of, it's the unknown. You don't know what's coming. And in all honesty, they really can't tell you all that could be coming. Number one, they're, yeah, I'll go in and complain about something and they'll say, oh yeah, that happens once in a while but it doesn't happen enough that they warn you about it. Okay. You know, there's certain side effects they warn you about, but there's a lot of side effects that they just don't. So, you know, and there's different things that happen when you're moving through the process. So they will connect you with somebody who's, you know, been there. You, I guess you would be shocked how many people are there or have been there and you don't know they're there. I was just mm-hmm. talking to my uh, surgeon a couple of weeks ago. And he was talking about somebody that works in the hospital. And uh, he said, you would never know that this woman is dealing with this publicly. Mm. You wouldn't have a clue. So there's a lot of people out there. But reach out to your provider, care provider, doctor, whoever it might be. And there are a lot of resources in other people that you can have a phone call. I I talked to someone here uh, that I was connected with by my doctor, very, very well-known person in Central Florida. Um, a bit of a local celebrity who had the same exact cancer that I had initially. And they were a big help, huge help. So.
2: Yeah. We're finding that cause uh, it's no secret. My wife is going through uh, yeah. a lot. She's in hospice now. And what is amazing is every time one of us is at a down spot, we'll get a text or a phone call from somebody who said, God put it on my heart to reach out to you. What, what do I need to pray for? Yeah, And it just shows us over and over and over again that we may be going through stuff, but God's in control. He has it and he still has our our best. Oh, yeah. And, and, oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I've never doubted that. Yeah.
2: Curtis, thank you so much uh, you. for coming and sharing with us today. And uh, Mike, as always, thank you for the great job and uh, look forward to seeing you all next week on The Shepherd of Work
0: been listening to The Shepherd at Work. Tune in next week as Mark will introduce you to another marketplace leader who'll show you how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. The Shepherd at Work, sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.